And we are back. We're back again and again and again. And again. And again. I'm Fred. I'm Adrian. And, and we're we are FNA. If this is your first time here, welcome, welcome, welcome. And make sure you hit that subscribe button and feel free to drop us a line in the comments and reviews. Because that's what helps us continue to do what we do. When we do it. Yeah, I know. It has been, um, not that not that anybody cares, but por- personal time has been... Um, it's been a rough one. It's been uh, limited. Limited, yeah. Okay? Yeah. Uh, last few b- weeks have been trying, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My work schedule ramped up. Um, I was sick as a dog. You got sick there for a little bit. Mm-hmm. You got a little bit of a chest cold. Yeah. And... Uh, can't really record with all that coughing. No, no. It probably wouldn't have come out too good. Yeah. Um, that, with my work, I yep. got I was working longer hours and farther away mm-hmm. for about a week and a half. Yeah. Um, there were some night, evenings you wouldn't get home till like ten o'clock at night. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, not to mention just the general procrastination too. <laughs> we got tons of that. Yeah. So, yeah, pardon me if uh, I sound a little stuffed up or hear any congestion. You don't sound too bad. I don't sound too bad, no. I know you, a lot I, better. I know you're feeling much better than what you were. You oh, were, yeah. You were pretty rough there for a few days. Uh, I couldn't even, like, get out of bed, like, the first, like, two days. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was a rough one. Yeah. It was a rough one. Luckily, though, I mean, it wasn't the uh, the big C. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah, um, as soon as you started feeling bad, you went and got the test done, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, results came back good. So yeah. it was just a normal cold and negative. But uh, with all that going on, I was able to make a little bit of time last weekend, mm-hmm. um, and I was able to be on one of my favorite podca- uh, podcasts. That's right, the Pop Culture Leftovers podcast. Yes. Uh, PCL, they just recently celebrated their 400th episode, and like on their 100 episodes, Mm -hmm. they try and make it more about the fans, and uh, they'll announce it ahead of time, and uh, basically kind of give you a a basis of what what it is in case you were new to it, Mm -hmm. and the fans could then submit to an email saying, hey, I'd like to be on the show. Yeah. Now, uh, uh, I I didn't send in right away. I, okay. for, I forgot about it between you know, being busy with work uh-huh. and my procrastination. <laughs> procrastination. Procrastination. Um, I, I didn't really I didn't send my email out till like the last minute, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I sent it out, and surprisingly, Brian got back to me. Mm-hmm. He said that at, at that time they were all filled up. Yeah. And you know, thanks for listening, and maybe the next one. Yeah, which is fine. I mm-hmm. I told him in the initial email, hey, I know I'm I'm late coming to the game late. Yeah, I get it. If you're fold up, whatever. But uh, if somebody backs out on you or whatever, I could be around if you need need whatever. Mm-hmm. So he got back to me the following Friday and said that they were full. Um, okay, that I wasn't going to be able to get on whatever. I said, all good. You know, thanks for getting back to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I really appreciate it. And then the day of their recording, probably about two hours prior, I get a text message from Brian. Wasn't that a Sunday? Was it Sunday? I'm pretty sure it was okay. a Sunday. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. I get a text message saying, hey, we had a guy back out. If you'd like to come on at, you know, whatever time, mm-hmm. 
you know, you could you could come on if you're still available. I wrote him back and said, fuck yeah, I'm available. Yeah. You know what I mean? I remember I was uh, running to the store and you called me and you were like super excited. And you uh, were like, guess what? Yeah, I was very excited. Yeah. I was like, that's so cool. Um, so, uh, like I said, I had about, about two hours, mm-hmm. right, before I was supposed to go on air. And I had to set up Skype. And figure that out. Granted, I mean, it wasn't that hard to figure out. Yeah. It's a fairly simple app, but I had never used it fo- used it before, mm-hmm. and I'd never used it on a PC especially. Yeah, um, that's right. So I got that all set up, and then I wanted to make sure that the audio came in clear, so I wanted to run it through our system here. Mm-hmm. Holy Christ, so I'm fucking ripping wires back and forth and, yeah. and trying to get everything hooked up. It wasn't as neat as it normally looks in this room. I had shit everywhere. <laughs> yes, you did. And then, uh, but I got everything uh, hooked up, ready to go, and uh, then I got a phone call. Yeah. It was that afternoon, and I went on, and I didn't think I was going to be as nervous as I actually was. I know. I kept telling you, you need to settle down, like calm down. It's not like they're going to be looking at you on video or anything. Well, it's a good thing because I probably look like a maniac. I'm sitting here rocking back in my chair. Oh, yeah. You're yelling at me. You're going, stop fucking moving. I know. You kept – because we got the computer chair. So, it, you know, got wheels and he's sliding, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, stop moving. Stop moving. And you're just like – you're like a kid on Christmas, you know. It was funny. Yeah. It was funny. I I, I listened to the show afterwards, and uh, uh, the the guy before me came (laughs) – he did good, but he he kept talking about being sweaty the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I got a few lines in, and I actually got a plug for a show. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Which I honestly wasn't going to bring up until Brian asked me about it. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Brian. Yeah, I know, absolutely. I, I know you ain't listening, but thank you anyway. Yeah, I know. It's pretty uh, cool. And, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry about the shameless plug at the end of my time. I thought um, it was cool. Like I said, I wasn't even going to bring it up in the first place, but yeah. he brought it up. And then on my way out, I was like I said, I was nervous. I didn't know what, what else to do, so I just I just went... FNA presents is our podcast. <laughs> Woo-hoo. <laughs> Woo-hoo. And then they made fun of me about trains or some horse yeah. shit. And... Sounds like you're doing, a, you're doing a podcast about trains. You're like, well, you'll have to listen to find out. That's right. And they were like, oh, that's a good one. Yeah. 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 Nobody cares about trains. No. Uh, overall, I had a really good time. Uh, it was nice to actually get to talk to these people. Yeah. Uh, they were all very friendly, very yeah, kind. Yeah, they were. We, we talked about a couple movies and... Uh, I got to meet a couple of the other, uh, like he calls them, the VIPs of Pop Culture Leftovers. These are regulars to the show. They come on all the time. Yep. And uh, I got to meet a couple of them. A few of them have since followed us on Twitter. I know. That's pretty cool. So uh, thanks, thank you for that, too. I appreciate it so much. Um, I know we're a mess here. (laughs) We are not consistent. I know. Um, Our content is all over the place. But we're having fun. Yes, we are. Yes, so, we are. Oh, my gosh, this mask behind So th- thank you to uh, Brian and Jake at Pop Culture Leftovers yes, for having you, me on you. the show. And uh, uh, the best to you. And here's to 400 more episodes. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's pretty cool, man. Now, uh, 
With with all that being said, yeah. let's get into our first segment. Yeah. Now, um, our last episode, which was at the beginning of October, we had mentioned that we were going to do scary stories. Yeah. For the entire month of October. Yeah. And then we didn't put anything else out <laughs> until now. And today is the 30th of October. It's Devil's Night. It is the day before Halloween. Mm-hmm. So we're going to give you three yeah. scary stories, one for each week that we missed. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Well, okay. This is... I... I <laughs> brain fart time. Anyways. So you just... These... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I was talking. Yeah. And you cut me off for a brain fart? Shut up. Are you fucking kidding me? Shut the fuck up. I was in the middle of a sentence. I was trying to build you up. I'm trying to build you up for your segment of the scary stories, and you fucking cut me off You for just, a brain... F- please, you please, shut, I'm sorry. You Continue. shut your mouth when you're talking to me. <laughs> what I wanted to say was, it's not really, like, scary. It's more... Um, they're, they're true stories, okay? These are all true, and it's like a, a real-life situation that you would be scared shitless, or it makes you, like, makes your butt cringe, you know? A scary story. Okay. Well, when I think of scary stories, I think of, like, ghosts and vampires and shit like that. Well, the way you just described it involved the word scary, so okay. scary story. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to get started with the first one. Yeah, please. <laughs> Good God, we're 10 minutes in and nobody, if anybody started, I'm pretty sure they're still not with us. Oh, stop it. That's all good though. Come on, let's go. All right. The first one is called the Miracle Elixir. Okay. That was the name of it. Um, In the early 1900s, there was a guy, his name was Eben Byers, and he was born into wealth. Uh, He grew up in Connecticut. Uh, he was born in New York, and then he grew up in Connecticut because he went to Yale University. So after college, he didn't really pursue like a job or anything because his, his family was super wealthy. So after that, he started doing golf. Um, he was a really good golfer. He won the 1906 U.S. Amateur Tournament, but he didn't pursue a career in it because his father basically gave him the family company. It was a metal-making business, so he became uber-super rich. Okay. He bought properties all over the place, horse stables, and even a luxury box at Forbes Field where the Pittsburgh Pirates used to play. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. So he ended up living in Pittsburgh. In 1927, he was 47 years old. He took time off, and he went up to Yale to go see a football game. When he was taking the train back to Pittsburgh, it was a 12-hour ride. So because of his wealth, he was in first class, of course, and they had bunk beds that people could sleep on the train. Okay. So he climbed up on the top bunk, and when he was sleeping, he fell out of the top bunk and landed on his left arm. He was in a lot of pain. But he was able to get back to sleep, and when he woke back up, at that time, the train was, you know, coming into Pittsburgh. So, when he woke up, getting out off the train, his arm was in excruciating pain at this point. I'm sure. So, he went back home, dropped the shit off, and immediately he went to his physical therapist. 
physical therapist checked him out. There was no damage, no break, no nothing. But he saw that Evan was in a lot of pain. So he offered Evan a new pain medication. Okay. This new product that just came on the line, it was it was expensive, but Evan didn't care. He had the money. It was called Radithor. Now, I'm, I'm sorry. You may have mentioned this. What year is this? This was in 1927. Okay. And he was 47 years old at this time. Tracking. Okay. So he gives Eben the prescription for Radithor. He said this prescription not only takes away your pain immediately, but gives you a ton of energy and makes you feel really good. So Eben was like sold. Hell when yeah. He got the script. Uh, he got the bottle, which at that time he only gave him a half ounce. And the instructions were to take a small spoonful okay. every day. So immediately, and, they, and that's how they how he purchased it by the by weight. Like it wasn't a it was pill? a bottle. No, it was, oh, okay. it was liquid. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. In the twenties, you know, in the okay. 30s, yep. It was yeah, different time. Mm-hmm. It would come in the matter. I got gotcha. you. Yep. So he took you know the small spoonful, and immediately, I mean, immediately, his pain went away, and he started feeling you know better. And not only that, but he felt his energy level go up. So day by day, he's taking his spoonful of Radithor, and every day he's getting better and better and better. Eventually, he started taking more and more than the spoonful. And eventually, he got to taking three full bottles every day. So he built up a little bit of a tolerance. I'd, I'd say so, yeah. So for years... He was taking this medicine. Okay. In 1931, one day out of the blue. Okay, so he'd been taking it six years. Well, yeah. Well, they said, uh, let's see, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, about three, four year span. Okay. Because I was about to say, I remember hearing in three years. Okay, anyway. One day out of the blue, his jaw basically fell off like it detached. What? It detached. His jaw just his detached. Jaw? His lower jaw. And it was just like slack, just hanging. So he goes to the doctor and, you know, what had no fuck? idea what the fuck happened. Well, here yeah, the- hey, uh, doc, my jaw fell. How can you even, you have to write it, it just, right? It just yeah, but he, popped right off. He couldn't talk, right? I don't know. I don't know. So here Jesus they found Christ. out. Here they found out. Radithor is... Radioactive water. Oh, my. It has radium in it. Radium was believed at that time to have highly curative properties with no known side effects. Because back in the 1900s, they thought radium was, you know, this miracle drug or whatever. Oh, my. Dozens of health products had radium as the main ingredient back in the the early 1900s. Oh, my God. So... So it, what, like people were just walking around, their jaws were falling off? Ugh, okay. Eben, it's reported, he consumed 1,400 bottles of Radithor over three years. So oh, his, my God. His body was disintegrating basically from the inside out. Oh, my God. His jaw had, his lower jaw had to be surgically removed along with some of his top jaw. A little bit of his top jaw. And I have a picture I'm going to show you, and I will post it on our media platform so people can see what this guy actually Okay, so we'll, we'll put it on Twitter. Yeah. Twitter and Facebook. And, and Instagram, yeah. Instagram, okay. So at the end of 1931, mm-hmm. 
radium was making the rounds for being known as super dangerous. Uh, people were taking it off the shelves, you know, that it was the main ingredient in everything. So at that point, Eben was completely bedridden and his skull started to dis- disintegrate and it had holes all over it. So parts of his brain was exposed and in 1932, he eventually died. Oh, my God. He was buried in Pittsburgh. Okay. No, no, no. This okay. is him right here. Oh, my God. Yeah. That was right after they surgically removed his jaw, bottom okay, jaw. Um, are we able to post this on social media? Jesus. Uh, it was posted on YouTube. Okay. That is some graphic. Wow. Yeah. Um, for those listening, what I am looking at here is basically a black and white photo. You have a front view and a side view of this man, and his the whole bottom of his face from the nose down all the way back and half of his neck is gone. Completely gone. Pretty please, shocking. Please continue. <laughs> oh, my God. He was buried in Pittsburgh. And they actually had to bury him in a lead-lined coffin. And, so, what, and this isn't a scary story? <laughs> That's one of the scariest things I've ever seen in my life. I, yeah, I guess it is a scary story. Okay. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. So, like I said, they had to bury him in a lead-lined coffin so that no radiation could leak out. Yeah, no shit. So 30 years later, in 1965, scientists actually ex- exhumed his body to see if it was still um, admitting radiation. And it was still admitting the exact same level as when he died. The, oh, a half-life on... Ra- on No, radium has a shelf life of 1,600 years. Half-life. That's what I'm asking. Oh. Yeah. Ha- half-life in medication is, the like, the potency. Mm-hmm. So let's just say aspirin, for instance. Mm-hmm. Okay, you t- and for sake of argument, to keep it simple, you take a 50-milligram pill, mm-hmm. and it's supposed to last however many hours. So in the first hour, we'll say in one hour, that 50 milligram pill, the potency is now 20, like worth 25 milligram. Okay. And then in another hour, it gets cut in half again. Mm-hmm. And then another hour, it gets cut in half again. Yeah. Now, uh, half-lives have, um, uh, I guess, different ratios, mm-hmm. okay, to where like your half-life would be like it's going to cut itself in half, but in a thousand years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, they said it's got a shelf life of 1,600 years. That's insane. So for, I mean, centuries, he, that they can't open up that coffin. And that's, and, and that's just one case. That's just one that's case. That's just one case. And one this case. was something that was been being given to lots of people. Lots and, of people. I mean, obviously it sounds like it was addictive, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so these he people— He consumed 1,400 bottles. Right, so it was addictive— and you you build a, a high tolerance to it fairly quickly. Oh, my but you're God. taking fucking radiation, you know? Yeah. That, oh, oh. That's so that's insane. the end of that story. I love it. Sleep well tonight. Yes, lovelies. Uh, these ain't scary. <laughs> I mean, they're just like scary. Okay, uh, this is a much shorter one. Okay, this hey, one's whatever. called, called like Rabbit. It. Hold on. Okay. For the first one. Not too bad, not too bad. Thank you, thank you. Okay. <laughs> now, 
Uh, this one's called Rabbit Hole. Rabbit Hole. In, um, I love the title. On January 5th, or not 5th, on January 1st, my bad, 2015. Okay. There was a family in England, and they gathered for their annual New Year's lunch at a restaurant in mm. town. Okay. And they, uh, they were all waiting for one of the family members, and his name was Stephen Winfrey, who was 50 years old. Now, he, when he first didn't show up, the family was kind of concerned because he was having some depression issues. Okay. And they were kind of worried about him a little bit. But his sister said, no, she just talked to him the day before. He was feeling great. He actually started get, getting into rabbit hunting. He okay. really loved rabbit hunting. So she said he, he probably, you know, went out, lost track of time, no biggie. If he doesn't show up, you know, then I'll call him whenever we get home. Okay. So every time that the door would open to the restaurant, the family kept looking, you know, thinking it was him coming. Right. But eventually they had their lunch and they all went home. He never showed up. Huh. So his sister tried to phone him and he wasn't answering. So she thought, okay, uh, he, maybe he's still out, whatever. I'll try him later. And if not, I'll talk to him tomorrow. Okay. So he still wasn't around later. And at this point, the family started, they started to actually worry. Because it was getting dark and you can't really go rabbit hunting at night. And this you know? was and this was like little it was out of the ordinary. It wasn't like yeah, him. it wasn't like him at all. Right. So they called the police and the police went out and they were searching for him. Um, the police showed up at the family's house the next day, and they told him we we found Stephen. I'm so sorry for your loss. Okay. And they're like, oh my god, what happened? Well, here, Stephen brought, he had two ferrets and his dog that he would bring rabbit hunting. Uh, he would Took send. ferrets rabbit hunting? Yeah. The ferrets, he would put them into uh, the rabbit holes. Uh, and they would chase the rabbits out. And no then the shit. dog would come and, you know, basically, like, tell Stephen where the yeah. rabbit was or whatever. Huh. So, yeah, they, they use ferrets a lot, I guess, over there for rabbit hunting. Okay. Well, what happened was. I like it. Um, one of the rabbits, uh, this is what the police were guessing by how they found him. Okay. They're thinking that something went into the rabbit hole, you know, a rabbit most likely, and Stephen was trying to see if he could see where this rabbit was. Well, they found him with his face, his whole head stuck in a rabbit's hole. And there was claw marks on the outside, like on the side of the rabbit hole, from him digging the dirt away. Because what happened was... The way that his body was positioned, it looked like he was trying to get his head out, tried to, and his head got stuck. So he was trying to dig the dirt out around the rabbit hole to get his head out, and he couldn't. So then he tried to turn his head and everything and tried to wiggle his way loose, and he ended up suffocating. Oh to death. my God. And his dog and his ferrets were laying right next to him when they. Oh found my him. God. I'm cringing right now. So that's the end of that, that story. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yep. I'm picturing myself in that situation. Why would you stick your head in a hole? And I'm talking these holes are not big. Like, no, I, not get, super I, big. I get that, too. And then, like, it's, it's, it's like the, uh, the getting your head caught in the, in, the, in the stair rail. Yeah. Right? Yep. You're able to fit your head through, but, but then get it coming back, back it, gets, it gets stuck and you mm -hmm. can't get it out. Yep. And then you start panicking. And you actually wedge yourself more. Yeah. 
Well, that's what I think it and was reported. You the coroner, think dirt. Uh, you know, a lot of. T- I mean, that shit is packed tight. Yeah. You can't breathe. You can't dig at. Well, I'm saying as as far as him trying to dig himself out. Oh, Jesus. well, that's why the, the and it police, wouldn't take long for him to pass out from the lack of oxygen. Well, that's what I was going to say. The police and the coroner they they saw that like by how much he was digging that he probably realized, oh God, I can't do this because I'm going to run out of oxygen. I got to con- like consume my oxygen as much as I can. So that's the end of that story. I might have a fucking panic attack right now. <laughs> okay. <gasps> this, is, this is the last story. Uh, these ain't scary stories. <laughs> these are just kind of scary. First you show me a guy, this, his goddamn face fell off. And then next is probably one of the most terrifying ways to die. You get your head caught in a dirt hole and you suffocate to death. For fuck's sake. Okay. This is the last story. What's this one called? Blackwater. Okay. This took place in Australia. We might have to take a break after this. Jesus. Okay. This one took place in Australia. Okay. Okay. Uh, It was December 21st. Uh, 2003, there were uh, three young men. I, I guess they were in their late teens, early 20s. Didn't really say. Uh, they lived in Darwin, which is northern Australia. Uh, they would always go and basically uh, do quad riding a lot okay. out on, they called it the salt flats. Okay. Uh, real open area. I dig it. Sounds so, fun. Yeah. They would have to find things to do because if you live in northern Australia, there's not a lot to do. Plus, you got to watch because there are literally, I mean, tons of animals and insects that can kill you. Australia was, like, designed to kill people. Exactly. <laughs> Everything exactly. there will kill you. Oh, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. So the three guys, their names were Brett, Sean, and Ashley. Okay. They ended up going to... Uh, this one area where they knew where these uh, certain salt flats were. And it was quite a ways from their houses. So they're driving through the forest and everything. And they keep driving along this dirt road. And eventually the trees started clearing out and they knew, okay, it's coming up. So they parked their truck. They get their quads out of the truck. And they ended up quad riding for hours. So when they're done. As you do. As you do. So. When they were done quad riding, they bring, you know, the quads back to the truck and they noticed like they were just fucking filthy, covered with mud and everything. Oh, yeah. So they knew that they were by the Finnis River. Okay. The Finnis River is known as a very dangerous river due to what's in that water. Crocodiles? They, crocodiles, uh, sharks, poisonous snakes, eels. I mean, you fucking name it. Okay. You know? But these guys. Knew, I mean, they they grew up in these places. So they knew, okay, um, not only that, the water in the Finnis River is like black. I mean, you can't see in this water. So they thought, okay, well, we've dipped ourselves in the water before. It's basically, uh, there's no like beach. It's just this river where the banks just, it's like a cliff on each side of the river. So they start walking down you know, through the woods to the river because they figured, well, we'll just lower our bodies into the water to rinse ourselves off because there was a bunch of mangrove trees mm-hmm. and the roots are real thick and they, right. you know, are exposed. Right. So they could just hold on to them. Hold, and, yeah, and climb back up. Yeah. Well, what happened was there was 
I guess a, a rain the day before. And when they started getting closer to the river, they noticed that it started getting swampy. Oh, yeah. So as they started making their way more and more towards the river, they couldn't see where the edge of the river, like where the drop off was. Mm-hmm. So they were trying to be real careful about where they were stepping. Eventually, uh, they saw where the roots were for the mangrove trees, and they were like, okay, it's got to be around here somewhere. So they slowly lifted their bodies back in okay. into the, or down into the river. One thing they did notice was because of the rain that happened the day before, there was, uh, the river was moving pretty quick. There was a pretty, pretty strong current. Okay. So as they're you know, doing this, rinsing their bodies off, their one friend, Brett, lost his grip and ended up falling into the river. Next thing you know, he's fucking floating down the river, and Sean and Ashley look back. They hear Brett calling, so they just let go, and they go flying into the river, swimming after him. All right. So they're, Brett's getting pretty far away from the current, so all three of them were really good swimmers. So Sean and Ashley, they ended up swimming with the current so they could catch up to Brett pretty right. quick. They ended up catching up to Brett. So it was, uh, I think it was Sean in the front, Ashley in the middle, and Brett in the back. I know for sure Brett was in the back. I might have screwed up Sean and Ashley. Anyways, so they're, you know, both hanging on. They're all three hanging on to each other. And at the same time, they're pretty much scouting the left side of the river to find more mangrove roots to grab onto. Eventually, Ashley screams, get out. There's something in the water. There's something in the water with us. All three of the guys fucking panic. They go swimming, and they finally find a couple of mangrove trees that were growing up out of the water. So they swim over to this tree. Ashley gets up. He climbs up to you know the first branch, about 15 feet above the water. Then uh, Sean, he, grabs, he climbs up the tree. He gets up onto another branch, which is about 10 feet above the water. <clears throat> Excuse me. And the next... Thing they know, they look back and they're waiting for Brett, and Brett's not there. He's gone. He's gone. Okay. They're like, what the fuck? Where did he go? You know? They're looking down the river, thinking maybe he got to the other side, whatever, and they have no idea where he's at. They're calling for him, calling for him, have no idea. Next thing you know, Sean looks down in the water, and he sees something yellow. He doesn't know what the fuck this is, because that water's black. The more and more they look, they notice this yellow thing is coming up towards the water. And they're starting to see, oh, my God, that's Brett's jacket. He had a yellow jacket on. Okay. Before you know it, they see it coming up pretty quick. And they're like, what the fuck? Then all of a sudden, Brett comes flying up out of the water inside the mouth of a 13-foot saltwater crocodile. Oh, my God. The crocodile fucking jumped up out of the water. And Brett was hanging in the mouth, his left shoulder, like he was face down. His left shoulder was completely in the croc's mouth. So the crocodile, these... (laughs) Oh, my God. Saltwater crocodiles are only one of two species that actively hunt. Okay? So the crocodile basically lowers its body back into the water, looking up at them basically with that look like... You're next. You're next. I'm I'm coming for you. So he goes back down into the water, and he's gone. They don't see him. At this point, they're fucking freaking the fuck out. They, they have no idea what to do. They're Where, stuck on this tree. Where's the dude? 
that his body is floating away or is he eating? No, he went down with the crocodile. Oh, okay. Like, he was in the croc's so mouth. So he's still in the mouth and he went and he down. Went, and they went okay. down. Next thing you know, the croc comes back up maybe a minute later. Brett's not in his mouth anymore. So Brett's gone at this point. Yeah. And this croc is just right at the bottom of the tree, just circling. Yeah. Just waiting. Waiting. Watching. So these, you know, Ashley and Sean, they're freaked out. And they're, they're like, what do we do? We, we can't get down into the water. I ain't, they, yeah, they I ain't going in that fucking water. They can't make it to the shore on either side because this is like right in the middle of the river. Now it's so become a waiting game. Now it's a waiting game. So eventually they're thinking, well, our families know, you know, that we come here. They're going to see that we're gone. They're going to call the police. We'll be all right, you know. Eventually the day starts becoming evening. And at this point... They're getting freaked out because the sun's slowly starting, you know, to go down, and this croc is not leaving them alone. It, it, it would go down into the water. It would be gone for a little bit. Then they'd look down. Boom. There it is. So at this point, Ashley was freaked out because he was on the lower branch. So he tries to climb up to Ash or Sean's branch. So he goes, and he's climbing, and he grabs a branch. The branch breaks, and... Fucking uh, Ashley falls into the water. Uh oh! Right where, right where the crocodile was at. See ya, Ashley. So Ashley's freaking out. He's fucking booking it, and he's pulling himself up onto the tree, and and he's thinking, any moment this crocodile is gonna fucking grab my legs. I'm done. I'm I'm poor. Yeah. Thankfully, he made it back up into the tree. Sean grabbed him, brought him up to around like the original branch that Ashley was on. Mm Mm-hmm. And he would, they were just holding on to each other. They looked down, and that croc was right where he fell in. Oh, my. So now it's nighttime, and it's pitch fucking black. There's no ambient light from anyone because they're so far out from like, towns or anything. Wet and cold. Yeah. Next thing you know, like they, they don't know where the croc is. So th- all they can hear is the crocodile. They could still hear it down there making its like noises and everything. Next thing you know, a storm rolls in, and the only light that they could see is from the lightning flashing. So every time the lightning would flash, they'd look down, and they'd see that croc was still there. So at this point, it's a torrential downpour, and they're starting to get worried because the rain is so loud, they can't hear the crocodile anymore, but their immediate worry was that it, the, all that rain would raise the water level which would make that crocodile in, you know, enough, uh, what, what's the word? In range. There you go, in range. In croc range. So they ended up making it through croc, the night. Croc, not cock. <laughs> so they ended up making it through the night, thank God, okay? And at this point, they did see that the water level did come up quite a bit. Of course. So they ended up making it to a higher branch, and at this point, um, they were like, we're, we're so fucking done. They were starting to get hypothermia, you know, or hy- they were starting to get hypothermic and they were starving. They were scared shitless, tired. By 10, I, t- by 10 a.m., they saw police come. Thank God. Well, what happened was they got a helicopter. When the helicopter starts coming down, because they were going to throw a rope or a ladder, mm-hmm. it starts blowing the water and the tree that the guys are in, and it starts blowing them on the branch and oh, the croc. Fuck. And the croc is still there. Yeah, he knows it. So they're like, "Oh fuck, we can't get him this way." Yeah. So the helicopter leaves. Get so, a longer, uh, get a longer ladder. 
So get a longer rope. Well, they ended up, up higher. They ended up getting a boat, and the boat ended up coming under the tree. Yeah. And the guys jumped down into the boat, and they were rescued. So Ashley, get some, hey, you know what? Get some hunters out there, right? Mm-hmm. Throw some fucking chum in the water and shoot that thing in the head. Well, they ended up rescuing them. Okay. Ashley and Sean made it, and uh, the police and everybody fished that river, and they didn't find one piece of Brett's body. Of course not. He's crock poo. He's crock poo. So that's the end of that story. And that that actual event was uh, they based the movies. Um, there's actually a movie called Blackwater. Okay. And there's another one called Rogue. Okay. And it's, it shows their story. Of, oh, wow. Of how they're, well, I want to check it out. Yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to check it out. Can you imagine? No. Fucking seeing no. your friend, a 13 foot fucking crocodile. They're huge. Yeah. And then, and then it's just hunting you. It's yeah, waiting no, fuck, for you. Fuck that. Playing games. No way. Like I said, way. everything in that country is designed to kill you. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. and uh, well, thank God the rest of them got got the other two got made out of it, there. Yeah. But yeah, what a tragic story. Yep. So those are your three scary stories. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. <laughs> those were good. Those yeah. were good. Um, what was your the one that freaked you out the most? That fucking rabbit story. The rabbit hole. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. it. It made me feel funny on the inside. Yeah, because that would be the wor- one of the worst way to go. Oh, worst ways God. to go. But then again, the crocodile, I think, would be the worst way to go. Getting eaten. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, it all sucks. Yeah, okay? and radio. Yeah, radioactive your, 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 your body slowly disintegrating from the inside out from slow radiation radiation poisoning. Yeah. Uh, doesn't sound too pleasant either. Yeah. But there was something about that guy having his head... Caught in a fucking rabbit hole and suffocating in there. It's just. I thought they were going to say, like, I, they found his face chewed off by a rabbit. But then again, rabbits aren't carnivores. No. But, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, let's move on because okay. it's making me. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have An a pan- panic attack on the air. Um, I tell you what, before we jump into our, our next segment, let's take a quick break. Okay. And we will be back in just a sec. For you guys. So, uh, we're back. Yeah. And we got totally off topic. We're sitting here talking about Black Friday and Christmas shopping. <laughs> and then I said, uh, let's finish the show first. And you agreed. Yeah. I was like, don't blame it on me. So we're back. Mm-hmm. We're back. That's that's kind of how procrastination works. Yes. You start doing one thing or you plan to do one thing. Something uh, sidetracks you, takes you a completely different direction. You forget about what you were originally doing. That's you start you. working towards the new thing, and then you get sidetracked by something. That's your you ADHD. move on to the other thing. You start putting all your focus to the new thing, and that last thing you was working on disappears. Now you're working on something new. You're work putting everything into it, and then something catches your attention, and the cycle fucking continues. That's you, to a T. That's your ADHD. Entertainment news. Entertainment news. Yay! <laughs> um, we recently watched Halloween Kills, which mm. is uh, it's streaming on Peacock, which is the NBC streaming application 
And it's also uh, uh, playing in theaters. Yes, it is. Um, I'm not going to get too deep into this. I'm going to give it a 2 out of 10. Yeah. And I will never watch this piece of shit again. I will give it a 3 out of 10 just because I liked his mask. Get the point for a mask, huh? You get the point for the mask. Where are the other two points coming from? The fact that um, it's Halloween and... So you get a point for just being a Halloween movie? Just for being a Halloween movie. And the other point would be some of his brutal kills. He did have some cool kills. Yeah. There were some, like... uh, The kills and Michael Myers in the movie, there were some cool things that happened. Yes. But the plot was so terribly bad... If I heard that the kills could not make up for it. Exactly. And like I was going to say, if I hear evil dies tonight (laughs) again in my life, evil dies tonight. I'm telling you people right now, we I'm going to sit down and watch it again. Yeah. And I will. I will pause it and I'm going to count. How many fucking times those people, especially, okay, Anthony Michael Hall plays Tommy Doyle all grown up. He is the one that says it the most out of anybody in the movie. Pretty much every time he shows up on screen. Yes. Yes. It's a new drinking game. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty Um, much, yeah. You'd be drunk within the first five minutes. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk any spoilers. It's it's if you're a, if you are a a fan of, of the Halloween franchise, like me, like you, mm-hmm. um, give it a watch. Judge it for yourself. Yeah. Um, but personally, myself, I'm throwing this piece of shit away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll never revisit it. I'm praying to God that the next one, which is supposed to be the final installment, um, isn't it Halloween ends? Halloween or? ends. Yeah. I hope it. Uh, I, I'm praying it does something better than what this was. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion, this movie probably wasn't even needed. Mm-hmm. It was basically uh, Michael Myers kills everybody that he almost killed in the last movies. Yeah. And not even every one of them are played by the same person. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, junk. Well, can I just add? Absolutely, one, one you more can thing. add whatever you would like, my dear. <laughs> My biggest gripe with this movie is, like I said, the repeating of Evil Dies Tonight, okay? Um, I will give just a a little spoiler. Okay. Lori, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes. She's not really in the movie a lot. Mm -mm. And that's that's what kind of pissed me off. But the biggest gripe is the acting and the plot. The acting is so... Freaking cheesy. I can't express, like, it reminds me of, like, a B-movie, but worse than a B-movie. Mm. Like, I love Death Proof and, um, oh, what was the other one? Uh, what, what's it called? The, what, the, the Grindhouse film. Yeah, yeah. Planet Terror. Yeah, Planet Death Terror, Proof. that's it. Yeah, those are B-movies. But, but those movies know what they are. Exactly. They embrace what they are. Yes, and they run with it, which is yeah. what makes them work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This movie was trying to be a Halloween movie, but just fell way short. Yeah. Of that it, it's just, 
it, it was repetitive. It was repetitive and like I said, just cheesy all around and I'm very, very disappointed and like you said, I'm praying as well as you. Repetitive. I'm praying. Just like you. You shut it. Venom 2, we went and seen in the theaters. Yes, we did. Uh, it stars Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock, Woody Harrelson as Cletus Cassidy, Andy Serkis directed it. Um, and then Michelle Williams, she comes back as Ann Wayne, and we have Naomi Harris as Shriek. Shriek. Um, I was really excited for this movie. Yeah. I was. Me too. Uh, pretty hyped. Uh, I remember when the first trailer came out and I watched it. I, it the first trailer got me hyped for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carnage has been one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Um, he's an interesting character. Mm-hmm. This movie, not the greatest uh, as far as the plot is concerned, especially. It felt just like the first one. The CGI was a little bit better than the first installment. But honestly, it reminded me of how they did superhero f- films back in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Um, you get a rough plot, enough to get from point A to point B. Yeah. There is no C. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. A to B. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, then you add a couple wild action sequences. Yeah. And then you wrap it the fuck up. Mm-hmm. It kind of suffers from the Sony sequel treatment as well. Okay. And what I mean by that is uh, in, a, in the Sony superhero movies, the second installment is where they take away the protagonist's power, mm-hmm. and then they have him face someone with similar powers. Yeah. For example, Spider-Man 2, uh, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2. Mm-hmm. Peter Parker loses his powers yep. in that movie. And he faces off against Doc Ock. Yeah. Who's, and, you know, octopus, spider, whatever, legged creatures. Yeah. It's the same right. concept. It's, yeah. a, it's the same recipe. Mm-hmm. That's um, why I said this one, Venom 2, it kind of felt like, like the first one. Yeah. But a little bit different. I think I think the first one was better. Yeah. I, be I would say that. This one seemed, an, another thing too, I think you mentioned it, and I agree, felt rushed. Yeah, yeah. Felt, the, like felt, I said, the yeah. the '90s superhero yeah. uh, movie, uh, which plan? I guess mm-hmm. you know, point A to point B, call it quits. Yeah. Now the post credit scene for this movie that was probably the best out of the entire movie. What it was the best part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um. Honestly, the movie itself, after watching it, I feel like I seen most of what was worth seeing. In the trailer, yeah, that's right. You did say that. Yep. Okay. They dropped the uh, the scene uh, right before it released. It was a sneak peek scene yeah. of when Carnage breaks out of jail. Mm-hmm. Probably one of the best scenes out of the whole movie. Yeah, that part was definitely badass. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, back to the post credit scene though. Mm-hmm. Was the best part of this movie? Yes. Uh, we talked about this a little bit when I was on the PCL. Yeah, that's right. And we kind of talked about a theory of, does Venom know, spoilers for Venom 2, and spoilers for the Venom 2 post-credit sequence. If you don't want to hear it. um, Skip ahead about five minutes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Eddie Brock is laying in bed with 
Venom talking to him inside his head mm-hmm. and is explaining to Eddie that the symbiotes have been around for thousands of years and they share a hive mind, which means they're the information that they carry is shared throughout their entire race. Yeah. Okay. They have a hive mind that spans universes. Okay. It was plural. Mm-hmm. All right. And then uh, he tells Eddie that it was it's too much. He can't let Eddie know all this stuff because his mind wouldn't be able to comprehend or handle it. Yeah, the human brain can't fathom it. Exactly. So l- let me give you a little taste. And then supposedly Venom was giving him a little taste of some of this knowledge. And that's when everything kind of went crazy. Mm-hmm. And we see the big flash. Everything switches. And if you pay attention... It's kind of like a, in a television static type of way yeah. that was very reminiscent of what we've seen in WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. They, at first, they were laying in a bed <laughs> in like a, an apartment. Yes. And then no, it was a hotel room because they took off to the beach. That's right. Yeah. Hotel room. And then it was still a hotel room, but there was little differences throughout the room. Yeah. Um, Where they no, went to it was much nicer than yeah. the original one. Um. The TV was playing. Before everything happened, there was like a Spanish soap opera. Yeah, that's right. Yep. After the switch, it was a news report, and it was J. Jonah Jameson from the end of uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Or, um, yeah, Spider-Man No No, no, Far From Home. Far From Home, yeah. God damn it. Spider-Man Far From Home, Mm -hmm. where uh, he popped up on the TV, and he outed Spider-Man, and he killed Mysterio, yada, yada. We all seen this. Yep. Well, now Eddie Brock is seeing it. It's on his TV. Mm-hmm. He just left wherever the hell he was, and he crossed the multiverse, and he is now in the MCU. Yeah. And one of two things is happening here. Brian stated, and the PCL guys stated, mm-hmm. that the news report itself is painting Spider-Man in a, in a criminal light. Yes. He is a bad guy. Mm-hmm. And Eddie and Venom have come to the understanding with each other that we'll let he's going to let them eat bad guys. Mm-hmm. So Venom seeing this bad guy that has power yep. is telling him, okay, well, you're going to need the lethal protector for this job. I'll come and help, and then I'll get to eat him. Mm-hmm. What I think is that Venom already knows Spider-Man. Why do you think he already knows him? He doesn't know him personally. He knows him through the symbiote, symbiote hive mind that he just got done explaining to Eddie Brock. Okay. I don't think that they would have added the dialogue like that the way they did unless it meant something. Yeah. And the, only re- and the other reason I'm saying that is because I went back to look at it and univer- universe – was pl- was plural. It was more than one. Universes. universes. Yes. So do you in think... In my mind, a universe is yeah. everything. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And another one, it's not a galaxy. It's, it's not another galaxy. Separate. It's another universe. Yes, so that's the one. multiverse. Because mm-hmm. that was what they, the guys on PCL would ask was, does it cross multiverses? I think yes. Well... Was Venom talking about, like, uh, a different, um, not a clone, uh, 
We're, we're talking a variant. A variant. That's yes. what I meant. Yeah. A variant version of Venom. Yes. Is that which what he knows? Which could be this. Uh, it could definitely be the Sam Raimi uh, Spider-Man movie because we know there's going to be a connection in No Way Home. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, we had an Eddie Brock in that world. We had a Venom in that world. Mm-hmm. All right. Not to mention the countless other media that could or could not count as other universes in this multiverse. Yeah. So throughout the history of the character, every single time Venom, whether it be on page, film, TV, cartoon, whatever whatever you want to call it, every time Venom met Spider-Man, that's another universe where they uh, came in contact with each other. And Venom knows about all his variants, basically, because he has that knowledge. Is that po- what you're saying? Possibly. Okay. Yes. Okay. Now, he I may, get it. Or he may not know about the variants, but he knows about the knowledge. Yeah. Like, he may not know exactly, like, which symbiote this news came from. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or this information came from. I'd be like, oh, yeah, the Venom from Earth 556, uh, he, he met Spider- No, it's not that. It's yeah. just... This variant Venom ran into Spider-Man, and that's just knowledge, yes. right? And it goes to the hive mind. So when Venom sees, there's a recognition. Yeah. When he sees Spider-Man in his suit, that his, the same as Spider-Man's suit has always been, mm-hmm. he recognizes that. Yeah. He doesn't know where it came from. But he knows. Yeah. And that's what I think. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes um, a lot of sense. Moving on. Did you rate it? Did I rate it? I uh, five out of ten. Yeah. I'm going to give it five out of ten. That's yeah. where I'm at on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Eh. Eh. Take it or leave it. I pro- I, honestly, unless it's like on somewhere, yeah. I probably won't make an active attempt to watch it mm-hmm. again. You know I what hear I mean? you. So. I hear you. Uh, moving on to the What If series. Ah, that was awesome. Which is completed now. All episodes are streaming now on Disney+. Plus. Um, I'm going to rate this thing right off the get. I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. Yeah. That's where I'm at on it. Yep. I really enjoyed this series more than I thought I would. Yeah. Um, it started off a little rocky. Is that why you give it a 9 out of 10? Not a 10 out of 10? Yes. Okay. Yes, I didn't love every episode. No, like that one with Killmonger, I didn't care for. Yeah, not not all of them were hits. Boring. But there was a, the majority of them yeah. I did enjoy. Yeah, me too. Okay, like I said, it started off a little rocky mm-hmm. uh, with the Peggy Carter episode. Yeah, I thought that one was boring. too. Which was basically the, the you know the uh, the cap, first Captain America movie. Yeah, but with Peggy Carter. Yeah, right. It was all the same beats. For the in, most part. In cartoon version of it. <laughs> but as you get through the series, mm-hmm. you start seeing the connections. Yeah. And they make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, they, they weren't all great. Nah. But some of them were world gems among the rock. Zombies is still my favorite. The my, I like the Doctor Strange episode. I thought that one that was one, epic. Yeah, that one was really good. Um, but the, I the, still, the zombies was good, uh, but as far but as far as MCU context and moving the MCU forward as a whole, mm-hmm. the Doctor Strange episode was great. Yeah, I get that. Um, and I'm not going to get too deep into it because I don't want to spoil it. 
I know there's a lot of people that still have yet to watch it mm-hmm. um, for different reasons. One, not being a fan of cartoons. Two, maybe they don't know that it is connected to the MCU as a whole. Um, maybe they don't have Disney Plus Maybe yet. they don't have Disney Plus. That's right. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But my opinion, um, if you have an opportunity to, to check this series out, you definitely got to check it out. Absolutely. Um, season one was cut short by one episode. I don't know if I told you about this. What? Um, it was the Gamora and Tony Stark on Sakaar episode. Yeah, that's right. We didn't get, like, nothing with Gamora except... For what? One or two? Well, well no, no. It was the 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 final episode. Whenever, um, <clears throat> that you know, they all group up. Yeah. And they make like the guardians of the multiverse. Mm-hmm. She's one of them, and but she didn't get her own standalone episode. Yeah, like that's, all the other that's what I was talking about. Did. Yeah. Um, this episode was basically going to be if if you remember in in the first Avengers film. At the end, when uh, uh, the nuclear bomb was coming in, and Tony Stark, he flies up, yeah. he grabs it, and he guides it up through the portal, right? Into space. Into space. This is this was going to be what if Tony Stark did not come back? That's Because right. he just barely made it through. Mm-hmm. So, this is if he didn't come back. And if he didn't come back, this was going to tell the story of how he eventually ended up on the planet Sakaar. Which we seen in Thor Ragnarok. Okay. All right. And he became the champion of Sakaar with a Hulkbuster type armor that he created because it's a junk planet. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can actually see in that final episode when they show that version of Tony Stark, you can see the Sakarian graffiti yeah. on his suit. Well, real quick, didn't they show. In in the trailer when What If was just coming out or, like, before it came out, didn't they show in the trailer of him, like, didn't they say something like, what if Tony Stark didn't make it back to New York? Didn't they have something like there, that in the trailer? It, I can't remember. I could have sworn. It's swore. possible. Yeah. But it was, it was like a last-minute cut. Okay. Um, okay. Not 100% on why. I was just about to ask why the hell would they Okay, I'm not 100% it? sure yeah. on why. I think it had something to do with it not being 100% complete. Okay. Um, regardless, I did hear that they're going to tack it on to the next season. Which is greenlit. Which is greenlit. They're, they're working on it right now. It's, nice. al- it's already written. Mm-hmm. And they're doing the, the animation now. Nice. Which, by the way, um, the animation alone mm-hmm. was refreshingly different. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's a lot different than you're used to. I don't. I haven't seen any personally myself. I haven't seen anything like it. Yeah, I mean, and I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yep. Me too. Um, anything else on what if? Nope. Where's your? What's your rating? On what if? Yeah. Um, I give it an eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Yeah. Just because, like you said, some episodes it just kind of. Like, meh. Right. You know? Yeah, they were hit and miss. Hit and miss, yeah. All right, well then, uh, let's move on to the Eternals. We're going to touch on this briefly, and I am not going to get into any rumors or uh, any of the spoiler stuff that I've heard 
because we are so close to this thing coming out. Yeah, oh yeah, it's out what okay. next week, right? Yeah, spoiler talk is all fine and dandy and theorizing is all fine and dandy, but the embargo's been lifted, the reviews are out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so usually around that time is when I stop the whole speculation train yeah. because I don't want to be 100% spoiled. I yeah, love exactly. I love theorizing and guessing and you know, that's part yeah. of the the fandom and what's so great about the MCU and yeah. these other these you know, DC and Star Wars and all the mm-hmm. all this nerd greatness. Nerd greatness. Um uh, the Eternal is coming to theaters on the 5th of November. Yippers. Uh, which, yeah, that is, that's next week. Yes, it is. Uh, the reviews are in and at this point are very mixed. Uh-oh. Okay. Um, with some saying that this is Marvel's first failure. Ooh. I disagree. Um, those reviewers obviously haven't seen Thor The Dark World. <laughs> but we haven't seen Eternals yet. Right. So you can't say. Ah, sure. I know I know that, but they can't say it's the first failure. Oh, I get you. Got I me? Get you. Yeah. Tracking? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Right. Uh, despite what these critics have said, I'm still very excited for the movie, mm-hmm. and I uh, can't wait to see it and judge it for myself. Yeah, me too, because I know nothing about the Eternals. Uh, I'm curious to see the Celestials in action. When they dropped that IMAX trailer and they showed, uh, the I forget his name, the red one. Remember, he was the real big dude. He was like just like sp- outer space behind him. Yeah, and th- yeah. The sub dropped. It was like, mm-hmm. oh yeah. It was just like this, just powerful presence. You know now, who I mean? are the celestials again? The celestials are ancient beings. Okay, have been around since the dawn of time in the MCU. Okay. Um, uh, Peter Quill's father, Ego, mm-hmm. was a celestial. Oh. Um, In the one Guardians of the Galaxy movie, they showed a clip of one of the Celestials when the uh, Collector was describing the Infinity Stones to him. Okay. 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 Um, Got a hell, has a hell of a cast. Mm -hmm. I'm going to read through uh, who all is going to be in this and who they're playing, and then we're going to move the fuck on. Gotcha. All right. Uh, we got R- Richard Madden. He's going to be Icarus. That's the character we've seen in the, Stark. In, in the trailers that um, got like the laser eyes, mm-hmm. and they dropped like I heard they they dropped like a Superman reference in oh, the boy. Eternals trailer, which is kind of wild. Yeah, uh, Selma Hayek is going to be playing Ajak, who's the leader of the Eternals. Okay, Gemma Chan is playing Cersei. Uh, Angelina Jolie. As Thena, who is, from what I understand, is like the warrior of the group. Okay. Uh, Dawn Lee as Gilamesh. Uh, Camille Nangiani as Kingo. Brian Tyree Henry as Fastos. Fastos looks like he's like the tech type guy. You mean he's not super fast? No. He's not, boom, no I get it. <laughs> nope. Wrong one. There, there it is. you go. Hey. Yay. Um. Don Lee, <coughs> Gilamesh, he's being played by the hunky guy from um, Train to Basan. <gasps> That's right. Remember that? Yes, he was I the, do. The, the hunky, mm-hmm. the hunky boy. The hunky boy. Um, Leah McHugh is Sprite. Lauren Ridloff as Makari. That is the deaf actress from The Walking Dead. Oh, okay. And uh, Kit Harrington is Black Knight. 
Jon Snow. Jon Snow. And uh, this Not is, uh, I think it's the first time that Richard Madden and Kit Harrington have been together on a set since, since the first season of, of Game, Game of Thrones. Thrones. Ooh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, because they did get separated pretty damn quick. Yep. Yep. And there was the no Night's reason Watch. for them to even be in the same room after that. Yeah. So it would be. Watch. And you know what else is, 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 uh, going to be curious is Richard Madden's character of Icarus has had this ongoing love affair with Cersei. Mm-hmm. And in this movie, Cersei is going to be hooking up with Kit Harrington's Black Knight. So um, there's really? going to there, uh, be some jealousy there. Uh-oh. There's going to be some relationship conflict Uh-oh. between uh, Icarus and Black Knight. So that'd be cool. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. Um, one thing I was curious about was uh, Leah McHugh, who's going to be playing Sprite. I'm wondering if she might die in this movie because um, her her character, Sprite, is a child. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And she's been a child for thousands of years, correct? They don't age. No. Oh, okay. No, I but but that char- sprite, that character, like her body is in the form of a child. Mm-hmm. She's been like that for thousands of years. So, so the actress is going to get older. Yes. Yeah, so how are they going to do that? Unless they just kill her off. That's true. They might have to. Maybe I. I don't know. On that alone, uh, that's the only reason I'm thinking she might die in this. Either this one or so, if they do a close sequel. Yeah. But they're going to have to do something about that. Yeah. Because, because if all of a sudden she starts growing up, that doesn't make any goddamn sense. It doesn't. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. I've been fucking 15 years old for 4,000 years. Then in the year 2021, I got older. <laughs> That was a terrible Cause joke. Because I, I went to this magical planet, and this planet all of a sudden started making me age. And then that's how you can explain why I got older. No, because she's, she's been on Earth this entire time. Well, then fuck it. We're going to move gonna on. Have to kill her off. We're going to move on. <laughs> all right. Sorry, I still have my chest cold. Ugh. You sound terrible. I know. Get off the air. I know. See you guys. You're out of here. See ya. Get out. Dune. Which is, um, it's in theaters right now, and it's also uh, streaming on HBO Max. Good movie. What uh, what what do you rate it? Dune. Yes. Mm, I really liked it. I really really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Yeah, pretty good. Only and because I, I don't know anything about it. And that's exactly what I was just about to say. I knew that you have absolutely you have absolutely zero background yeah. in, in Dune. Yeah. I mean, I kind of, even now, like, I still don't get it completely. But um, from what I did get, I, oops, sorry, I enjoyed. Okay. Um a lot. Before I get into to some of my notes here, let mm-hmm. me read you the synopsis. Uh, this is from IMDb. Feature adaptation of Frank Herbert's science fiction novel. 
about the son of a noble family entrusted with the protection of the most valuable asset and most vital element in the galaxy. Kinda. Right? That, yeah. Like, that, that is it, but it yeah. is so much more yeah, than exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, now, this movie stars Timothy Chalamet as Paul Atreides, Rebecca Ferguson as Lady Jessica, Zendaya as Shawnee, Oscar Isaac as uh, the Duke Leto Atreides, Jason Momoa, Duncan Idaho, Stellan Skarsgård as Baron Vladimir Harkonnen, um, Stephen McKinley as uh, Thufer, Josh Brolin as uh, Gurney Halleck, uh, Javier Bordem as Stilgar, and the list goes on. And the on. cast for this movie was epic oh, alone. Yeah. Yep, it was. Um, honestly, I've been very... Very excited for this movie, despite not really knowing much about it either. Does the second one get greenlit yet? Yes. 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 Nice. Okay. Uh, I, I've always had a difficult time getting into this world. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, not without trying. Yeah. Uh, whether I tried reading the novel, mm-hmm. um, which I tried once or twice. Yeah. Um, or <sighs> watching that god-awful movie from the 80s i only seen clips that you showed me which, oh, oh, yeah terrible. which by the way is so bad that the director himself did not even use his own name in the credits wow okay wow uh, i can't get past the 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 stupid training fight sequence between paul atreides and and gurney halleck <laughs> they got these boxes they're like it's like someone they're like in Refrigerator boxes fighting <laughs> each other. So stupid. Oh um, my gosh. Now the the most recent uh, attempt to read the novel was through Audible about a year and a half ago, and uh, I couldn't get into it. And I think it's because the novel. I mean it it throws you right into it. Okay, it throws you directly yeah. into the middle of an ongoing political battle between the Duke, the Baron, the Emperor. And more. I mean, it's a lot, and it does it doesn't sugarcoat anything. You jump into the first chapter with an excerpt from a document from this fantasy world. Yeah, they throw you right in. So oh, yeah, so it was a little tricky for me to get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but after watching the uh, that's most recent recent adaptation of Dennis Villeneuve, yeah. Um, I have since returned to the novel, mm-hmm. and I don't think I could be more invested in this story than I am now. Yeah, you came home the other day with the actual book. Yes, I, I bought I bought a, a new, brand new copy of the of the novel. Don't you have uh, the one on Audible? On Audible, yeah. I, I've been listening to it while I drive around for work. Yeah, so yeah, you're pretty invested. Um, I'm around. I think I'm on chapter twenty eight right now. Yeah, didn't you say how many chapters does it have? I can't remember, like fifty or something. Yeah, this. That's why they got to break this movie into parts because it's like yeah. so in depth. And that's just the first book. There's multiple books. Oh my god! So now, like I said, I I couldn't be more invested right now, and for that alone, yeah, is why I gave it such a high rating. You gave it ten out of ten because right? I've I've wanted to get into the I, like I'm a fan of of, of science fiction. Oh, I know. You I'm are. a fan of these fantasy worlds. Mm-hmm. Um. 
and I knew how popular and how inspirational this novel had been, um, you know, to all of our modern science fiction. Yeah. So I wanted to have a connection with this property, mm-hmm. but just never could. But like now, this movie really helped me get a good foothold, not so much with everything that the novel has to offer. Yeah. But to just get a nice little basis, a nice taste mm-hmm. of what I'm dealing with. Yeah. And then the novel fills in all the blanks that the movie didn't didn't mm-hmm. answer. That's right? why they say a lot of times books are like so much better than the movie because you get more details and you But get- sometimes someone like me? Yeah. Sometimes someone like me, I need a movie first mm-hmm. to help me get better invested. And that that might have something to do with my my uh, yeah. lack of attention. You know, with the ADD shit, I have a hard time focusing. Yeah, you were never a big reader. Yeah, you know, so. right. But when I do get on something, you're yeah, you're I get in it. totally sucked into mm-hmm. it, which is where I'm at with this movie uh, or uh, property, I should say. <laughs> um, the film puts you right in this world. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. I felt like I was one of Leto's men at times, like yeah. sitting in on the meeting. Yeah, you know what I mean, because the. I have, we have yet to go to the theater to see this. I, I guarantee I will see this in IMAX before it's mm-hmm. done. And, I mean, I, I can only imagine that that feeling is only amplified by being in, in a, uh, an environment like that with the sound and the, and the screen. That was my fault why we couldn't go to theaters. Yeah, I well. I so sick. But. Um, the casting, like I said before, it couldn't have been, it couldn't have been better. And the CGI work mixed with the practical elements that they used were absolutely mesmerizing. Hell yeah, those sandworms. Ooh, they're freaky. Oh yeah, they're Wild. fucking freaky, and they're huge. So big, huge. And you can cl- you can clearly see like um, where George Lucas's inspiration of the Sarlacc came from. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when they redid the Sarlacc in the Mandalorian season two, yeah, remember the big sand creature they fought. Mm-hmm. He got it from this. Yep. Um, where am I at? The story. That's the story. Okay. The the critics. There's been a few critics out there that are not really liking this movie. Okay. And a, a lot of things I'm hearing is they're not liking. Um, like one, the way it ended. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like one, one, the way it ended. And then, uh, and sorry, I had to hit the the pause button real quick. The uh, the cat just knocked some shit over. So, um, where was I at? I was saying about the critics. Yeah, some critics you said didn't like. They, they yeah, they didn't really care for um, like how the, how it ended, the way the story was told. Why? I think one, I maybe they didn't realize that this is only part of the story. That was one thing I heard. Um, I, I seen an interview with Zendaya and Timothy um, Chalamet, Chalamet. Mm-hmm. and she said Zendaya said there's a lot of people that are that have watched it or are going to watch it, and they don't understand that this is just part one, right? And that's what some people were like bitching about, like why why is it ending just mm-hmm. like that? And she said you don't understand, this is just part one, right? And this is it's also it's, story's far from over. This is why. It's taken so long 
this story to be adapted to film because it's a difficult story to tell on film. Exactly. And I think they did a really good job. And not to mention, uh, they did a fabulous job. They went on location to film this yeah, yeah, film. yeah, yeah, yeah. They went yeah. to uh, the United um, Arab, Arab Emirates. Um, uh, yep. Yeah, say you said it. Yep. <laughs> Tongue twister. Another thing that people don't realize is this story is a tragedy. Mm-hmm. This isn't a happy ending. No. All right. It's it's about betrayal, heartbreak, loss, family. It's yeah. you know. Yep. And if it's also about growth too. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and you know, growth and finding yourself. Yes, that's what I was trying to say. Like learning yourself, realizing who you are, your strengths, and, and your what weaknesses. you can do. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, that's what I got from it. I mean, we mentioned we had mentioned uh, part two. Yeah, has recently been greenlit. That's awesome. Um, obviously, there's no release date. Nah, they it, have, it'll be a couple years. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm gonna let's let's guess. How long do you think it will be until we get part two? You it said is they tw- just greenlit it. They just greenlit it, and it is October 2021, and that's when it released. So they just greenlit the second one. My I'm guess, going to guess 2024. 2024? Mm-hmm. That's about where I was at. Yeah. Yeah. Because, let's see, we're going in. Yeah, about three years. Yeah, we're going into 2022. Mm-hmm. Three, four, maybe four years. Up to four years, maybe. I was going to say 2023, but then I thought, mm, that might be a little too soon. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, if 2023 it would be the end of 2023. Well, some of these... Some of these bigger characters, mm-hmm. spoilers for mm-hmm. Dune. Okay. Um, some of these b- bigger characters that seem like they might not be back mm-hmm. will be back. Yeah. So there's going to be a little bit of scheduling to deal with as far as getting these people back together. But mm. um, yeah, three three to four years. That's my guess. Yeah. Until we get part two. Mm-hmm. And that's okay because I want them to take their time. Yes. I don't. I don't want them to rush it. And I want them to make it good. Just like they did with they this They took their one. time with this movie. Mm-hmm. This movie's been in production for a now, long time. Now, do you think um, it's going to be the same title, just part two? Yes. Part three? Yes. No, you know? no. It's going to be Dune part two. And then if we go anywhere from that, maybe they'll pick up the next title. Oh, so there's different titles to the series? Like- in, the, for the, in the novels, yeah. Oh, I didn't know Dune, that. Dune... Um, what the hell? The Dune Messiah, um, God Emperor of Dune, or something like that. Yeah, there's a couple different titles. Now, why do they call it Dune? Chil- uh, Children of Dune. Why do they call it like Dune? a sand dune? Oh, okay, yeah, makes sense. Wow. Stop it! <laughs> so mean to me, jerk. Oh man. You love me. I do. I do, I do. <coughs> See? Oh, That's what you get. Yeah. God's punishing you. That was a hard laugh. <laughs> All right, Shit. moving on. Um, I recently watched the first season of Ted Lasso on Apple TV. I have not. I, I know you haven't, um, which uh, is why I'm not going to get into any spoilers. Yeah, because I want to see it. Yes, you're definitely going to watch it. Yeah. 
Um, I'm my rating though. I am going to give this show a ten out of, out of ten. What was your rating, real quick, for Dune? Sorry, nine out of ten. Okay, okay, yes. All right, ten out of ten for Ted Lasso. Ten out of ten for Ted Lasso. This show. What's it about? This show is phenomenal. Um, basically, it's a story about an American coach that takes a job for an English soccer team. Okay. Um, the owner wants him to fail, so. She can get revenge on her ex-husband who left her and cheated on her. Okay, so like uh, this lady who is the owner of the soccer team. Now, her, when you her say ex, soccer, her ex, it, sorry, when you say soccer, is it soccer or football? Over there, it's football. Oh, okay. That's what I was wondering. I didn't mean to cut you off. It's soccer. Just, just call it football. Soccer in America, football in England. Okay. Football in America is an entirely different sport. For fuck's sake. All right, I'm sorry. Jeez, sorry. Go ahead. All right. Um, I'll shut up. This lady, her ex-husband was the owner of the sports team. Okay? Mm. He cheated on her. Um, they got a divorce. And through the divorce, she gained ownership of this sports team. And, and she wants to run it into the ground. Because she, like, hates him. Hates him. Okay. Okay? And she, she wants this. She wants the sports team to fail to get back at him. So, she finds this guy, Ted Lasso, and she, a guy that knows nothing about soccer. He doesn't know anything about soccer, but he's a coach. Mm-hmm. I think he coached, like, a, a high school team or some shit. Okay. All right? So, she finds this guy and gives him a job to teach this professional soccer team mm-hmm. all right and she does everything she possibly can to make him fail but she didn't real what she wasn't prepared for was how genuinely nice this dude is he is the friendliest nicest guy and honestly has every other person around him their best interests at, at mind and puts everybody else before himself Aww. Um, the first season is 10 episodes, and they're roughly about 30 minutes apiece, okay. so it's not a hard watch. What's um, it streaming on? It's on Apple TV. Okay. And I'm not kidding. I literally laughed harder than I have in a long time watching a TV show and cried even harder when it was, when certain parts happened. I'm not, I don't want to get into any spoilers because you-, you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, you said that one night. You said you were like balls. Oh, it, it hits you right in the feels. Really? Gets you right in the right in the feel feels button. So I'm definitely gonna cry then. Oh yeah. If you fucking cry. Oh yeah. I'm gonna be uh, such a mess. Oh yeah. Um, it's it stars Jason Sudeikis mm-hmm. as Ted Lasso. I love Jason Sudeikis. Um, Hannah Waddingham as Rebecca. She's the 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 lady I was telling you about the. The divorcee that okay. owns the team. I was about to say, don't know her. Yeah. Uh, Brendan Hunt plays Coach Beard. Juno Temple as the uh, not the slut, the Keely Jones. The Keely Jones. Yeah. What's yeah. That? Uh, it, that's her name. Oh, okay. Keely Jones. And I was I was trying to be funny. I failed. <laughs> she plays a slutty character. Okay. All right. Because you started play- off with the slut. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. I'm going to kill myself. Oh, stop it. Um, oh, Lord. No, uh, like I said, well, I'm going to have to rewatch it now mm-hmm. with you, but I'm, I'm 
completely down with it because the show is so good. Yeah. I am going to hold off on the second season, season which is out now. Okay. Um, until I get you caught up because I guarantee you, you're going to want to go forward with me. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. So Ted Lasso, 10 out of 10. Absolutely fucking love it. Awesome. I'm looking forward to watching it. Next I got is uh, Invasion, which is also on Apple TV. Yeah, you told me about All this. right. Now, so right before I started watching the first season of Ted Lasso, I watched the first episode of this show called Invasion. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, the, the synopsis, Earth is visited by an alien species that threatens humanity's existence. Events unfold in real time through the eyes of five ordinary people across the globe as they struggle to make sense of the chaos unraveling around them. Uh, starring Sam Neill, I'm going to butcher this, Golshefte Farahini, Shiloh Katsuna, and Faras Nassar. Okie doke. Like the synopsis says, the series follows multiple people around the world as something strange is happening on Earth that really cannot be explained. Okay. By the end of the first episode, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. I am 100% in. Yeah. And it was another deal. Like, I I didn't want to move forward until I can get you to watch that first episode with me. Okay. It's about an hour long. Mm Mm-hmm. And I had to fight everything in me to not to, not, to not hit next episode. Okay. okay. I really enjoyed it. I don't know where exactly it's going yet. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and it, it is a little slow in this first episode, but by the end of it, I'm in. Okay. And, you know, it's funny. It was right before I started watching Ted Lasso. I'm like, I watch this. I'm like, oh, my God, it's so good. You, I got to get Adrian on this, right? Yeah. So then uh, it was getting late, and I just moved on to something else. I was like, okay, Ted Lasso. I've been meaning to watch this. Mm-hmm. Let me throw this on. But I think it was by the end of the second episode, I'm like, God damn it. She got to watch this one too. Fuck it. I'm watching it. <laughs> and I ended up sitting up all night. I watched nine of the ten episodes and I, I couldn't stay awake. I had work the next day. Yeah, that's right. It was right. like 3 o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. Okay. I, I got I to gotta go to bed. Okay. Don't get me wrong, people. Like, our thing is we watch shows together. Yeah. We watch movies together, you know. But our thing is shows. Yeah. And we'll binge them and shit. The only thing is why I haven't been watching, you know, like didn't check out Invasion or Ted Lasso. Number one, like I said, just getting over really bad. Yes, point. we know you've been sick. Nobody cares. Moving on. Shut up. But he knows this for 16 years now, okay? When Halloween comes around. Takes up a lot of time. It takes up a lot of my time only because it's been a tradition of mine since I was young. I watch horror movies. I watch a horror movie every day in October. And especially closer to Halloween. Like, I'm sorry, I can't watch, like, regular shows today, and especially today and especially tomorrow. It's got to be horror. It's got to be fucking horror. I feel you. We're good. So, Monday, I will start with Ted Lasso or Invasion, whatever. This Invasion show, I think we could maybe categorize it in the horror thriller? I don't know. Because it's aliens? I don't know yet. We'll see. Yeah. Um... Another quick note, uh, Servant Season 3? 
coming. We haven't even seen season two. I know. Yet. We got to get caught up on season two. And the uh, the morning show. That's the morning show. Yep, season, yeah, that I was, really like that. I did like that. show. I really like that show. Um, so season two is out on that streaming on Apple as well. Same mm-hmm. with the servant. So you guys should definitely check those out. Yes. And with that, um, I just got a couple things under quick bits. Quick bits. Quick bits. We need to come up with some, we need some say, bumpers. I need a bumper that says quick bits. Quick bits. That's <laughs> fucking terrible. <laughs> um, Tiger King season two. Oh my God. Coming 17 November 2021 <laughs> to Netflix. Hasn't this story been told? Like you were saying, you told me the other day, you said Tiger King is coming out with a second season. And I looked at you like, how? He's, Look, he's in jail. Yes. Tiger King, the first season, was huge. Mm-hmm. It was a phenomena. Um, everybody was watching it. Because everybody was quarantined. But, but it was also at the very beginning of lockdowns mm-hmm. and the very beginning of this pandemic. Mm-hmm. And so everyone was at home. Yeah. And then you get word of mouth. Everyone starts talking about it. The, your, your news outlets are talking. Everyone was talking about it. Because everybody King. had time. You know exactly, and in that series, which we watched and I enjoyed, yeah, yeah, it was ten episodes of a very short story drug out into ten episodes. They could have told that entire story in one or two episodes. Yeah, that's okay. true. That's true. Where the fuck are they gonna go now? Yeah, because I guess so, it's a quick bits. So many people <laughs> hate Carol Baskins. Carol Baskin. I cannot stand her. I think she's a big freaking weirdo. She's and- shady. She's very sh- – and I'm sorry. I'm. This is just my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think she killed her husband. I, I think she's guilty of sin, and she just wanted to get back at um, – oh, God, what's it? Joe? Is that it? Tiger King. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Exotic. Exotic. That's it. I had a brain fart. Fucking weirdo. You shut it. Quick bits. Yeah, quick bits. So, yeah, you guys let us know uh, where do you think season two is going to go? How are they going to do season two? Are you going to be watching? Yeah. It's kind of up in the air for me right now. I'm, I'll probably check out the maybe the first episode and see <laughs> see if say? it's interesting or not. Was it his lover? One of his lovers that had no teeth? It had no teeth. Yeah, he better have his teeth he in. He better have some teeth in. Yeah, goddamn right. Um, Resident Evil series coming to Netflix. Oh, boy. 24 November of this month. Uh, or of next month, uh, they dropped the trailer. CGI myself doesn't look the greatest. Uh, I thought it bombed. Some of it didn't look bad, but sometimes it could still be, they could still be working on it. Yeah. That is very possible. That's they true. do work on a lot of these shows right up to release day. Well, you said this is really they're they're focusing more on the gameplay of the game. Yeah, yeah. the the original yeah. series game series. Um, I am going to check it out. Of course. It's just the trailer kind of made it It seem, didn't do a lot for me. Yeah. I'm, as soon as I seen it, I'm like, ah, oh, shit. It's going to be another shit show. Mm-hmm. Um, the Witcher. Witcher. Oh, season two. Just dro- they dropped another trailer. Uh, that's set to release on the 17th of December. Also on Netflix. Um, I love the first, so I love the first season. Me too. In fact, I knew um, nothing about it until you um, you played the game. I played I well, I played the third one. Okay, and 
I actually just started a replay about a month ago. I'll hop on now and then when I got a little bit of time. Yeah. Um, because that game is it's huge. It's so big. It's an entire world. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely gorgeous. The lore is is great. Uh, based off of a, a series of uh, Swedish novels. I have no idea. I'm not real sure either. Uh, but I know it is based off of a series of novels that are very popular. Uh, okay. The games are based off of the novels. Okay. Um, really enjoyed the first season. I did too. Probably going to do a rewatch right before uh, mm-hmm. we start season two. Yeah. So I really liked it. And uh, Lock and Key season two is out now. Yay! I completely forgot about Me this one. Me too. I enjoyed the first season. Me too. We haven't watched the second yet, Mm-mm. so uh, we'll keep you posted on that one. Yeah, I say we start that like right after Halloween. Yeah, is uh, I loved that show. I, I thought could it was probably so classify cool. in the spooky, creepy. Yeah, was there ghosts and stuff in there? Kind of. I, I think so. I got to I got to rewatch the first season. Yeah, because I kind of forget some of the shit. I read I, a couple couple of the the uh, graphic novels. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty good. It's uh, I Ste- would love to Joe, have Joe Hill, Stephen King's son. Yeah, wrote them. No, I would love to have a key that I could just like insert anywhere and like go wherever. You know, you go to your door, open it up. I got a key for you. <laughs> I was about to hit it. <laughs> <laughs> um, nah, I think it'd be cool. Cowboy Bebop live action series set to debut on the nineteenth of November. Uh, also on Netflix. Also on Netflix. Now, the original series mm-hmm. is uh, they just that just dropped on Netflix as well. The original anime. I've never Ca- seen it. Cowboy Bebop. Uh, the original anime series is definitely in my top ten of favorite anime series of all time. Um, when I was a teenager, they'd play it on, I believe, uh, Cartoon Network, like Adult Swim at mm. nighttime. They'd play it there. Don't you watch and, that Castlevania or something? Is that what it's called? That yeah, that's completely off topic. But no, yeah, isn't I, that I an also, anime? I also watch Castlevania. Isn't that an anime? Kind of. I know nothing about anime people. Right, give me a break. It's okay. We'll get you there. <laughs> Shut up. Um, honestly, I've been kind of worried about this series. And why do you say that? Because of. The 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 show it's like a space opera, okay. It takes place in outer space, okay. And he it 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 follows a bounty hunter named Spike, and he has uh, his partner that flies the ship. There's um, uh, the girl uh, something Valentine. Damn it, I can't think of it. Jill, and they Jill Valentine. No, that's um, that's Resident Evil. Evil. Damn it. <laughs> um, and they got the dog Spike. And and they traveled all these different planets. It just it seemed to me that it might be difficult to adapt to live action. Uh, okay. After they dropped like this teaser trailer thing, which was very strange, where it almost looked like they were jumping between comic book panels. Okay. You know, like the spacing in between the pictures in a comic book? Mm-hmm. It was they were like black bars and they were like 
using them to swing into the next. It was very strange. Was that the one I watched with you? I think so. It was odd. But then they dropped another like actual trailer for the series. I think that's the one that I watched. And that one calmed me down a bit. Yeah. That one, like, I still, I'm, I'm not sure how it's going to go. Yeah. But that second trailer, like the actual trailer for the series. Yeah. Um, calmed my nerves a little bit. Looks a lot better. Doesn't look like it's going to be trying to pull that janky shit the whole time. Mm-hmm. So. Well, um, you said from the get-go, you said you, don't, you didn't have a good feeling about this one. Yeah. That's what you told yeah. me. Well, I mean, the track record of adapting animation to live action is not the greatest. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you're you're looking at, whether it be Japanese animation, uh, American am- animation, Russian animation, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. A- adapting an animated property to live action is never an easy task. Mm-hmm. Um, their formats of media are just so different. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and the way that they're presented mm-hmm. are very different. Yeah. You know what I mean? I hear you. So, yeah, they're, we'll, they we'll are see. very different. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have gotten better. Mm-hmm. Um, Dune. I mean, that's not a graphic novel, but that has been a very difficult thing for people to adapt to live action. And this recent well, movie uh, did very well. So, Well, back real quick to Cowboy Bebop, you said uh, it's not just you that – was saying, you know, I don't know. I remember it was uh, maybe a month or two ago. I remember seeing people saying, you know, uh, there was a lot of fans of Cowboy Bebop that they weren't too excited about the live action. Right. And I mean, mean, it has a lot to do with the track record of how they do these. Yeah. So so it's not just you. I'm sure there's you guys let us know if if you're fans of that show, that anime. Anime. Yeah. yeah, If you guys think this is going to be a hit or a miss. Yeah. So, we'll see. Yeah, uh, couple weeks. Couple weeks. Um, where we got now? We got a, a couple quick bits on gaming. Gaming. Yeah. Real quick, I want to say that Back for Blood is finally out, mm-hmm. and it's good. Yeah, it's good. It Hard. really, it really feels like a Left for Dead game. Um, after the original Left for Deads, after Left for Dead Two. There were some other games that came out that were following that genre, following that model. Mm-hmm. You know, the four survivors against all the zombies trying to get from sucked. point A to point B. And I don't know, they didn't feel like a Left 4 Dead game. No, they sucked. Left 4 Dead is back. Yo, yeah. Um, this is eight out of ten. Mm-hmm. All right. It uh, the the difficulty's not as bad as what it was in the beta. No. The beta was very difficult. Okay. All right. Yeah, um, you it was. do have you are able to adjust the difficulty level a little better in the actual version of the game. Thank God. Um uh it's best played online. Mm-hmm. You can either uh, play locally with people or you can um like I said go online and 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 join a team and there are four acts. I can't think of how many actual levels are because it's yeah. like the first act is like, I don't know, maybe eight or nine. Then the next one might be nine or ten. They're not all, it's not standard. And then like the yeah. final act is just like one or two levels. Okay. So um, they did change things up a little bit as far as progression. 
Um, it has like a card system in place. Mm-hmm. So as you play the game, you earn supply points, and then you use those supply points to purchase cards. And these cards grant you uh, an assortment of perks. Okay. So, like, when you first start off, you don't have a lot of perks to play with. Yeah. And that's why a, a reason why it is so hard to get through it. But do you at, need the cards to get guns? No and ammo. No. Okay. It, the, it, the cards will be like um, in, increase ammo capacity by ten percent. Okay. So you'll gain. Uh, how much ammo ammo that you can carry? Okay. Uh, one ammo or one card will be um, stamina. Turn your melee into a knife. Okay. So normally, your melee is just a punch or a rifle butt, and mm-hmm. it's not very effective. Yeah. But with this card, instead of that, you have a knife, and it's a head stab, and it's a one shot, one kill. Mm-hmm. So. And that's just one of a slew of options, and the cards are broke up into different categories, so you can build your character. If you wanted to be a tank character, you can make a build for it. If you want to be a healer, you know, you want to be the person that runs around and helps your partners, you can can set your character up for that. If you want to be the running gunner. You know, you can set it up to where you have more stamina and more ammo. I mean, the options are, are... Pretty endless. Okay. Especially the farther you go along in the game and the more cards you unlock. Well, the the coins that you collect, now do you need them for the guns or, or are the guns and well, ammo the, free? While playing the game, like mm-hmm. playing the levels, there's a an there's another currency. Okay. Okay. Then that's there it's copper. copper. I think it was what they call it. Copper. Okay. It's just coins. Yeah. And that's your your currency for purchasing guns. Um, at the end of each level, when you're in the safe house, mm-hmm. though, before you start the next level, you'll have like a shop where you can go in and buy like some extra grenades and new okay. weapons and such. And that's where you spend that currency. Okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Um, and one thing to mention that Back for Blood is free. For uh, Game Pass subs- uh, subscribers on PC and Xbox. Nice. Like, I'm playing on PC. Uh, daughter, she has it on the Xbox. Mm-hmm. We'll probably end up having to purchase one. For the PS. For the PS4. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Better it, than spending... You'd have to like, buy, wait, three copies? 60 bucks a pop. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. Yeah, don't want to do that. <laughs> Don't um, do that. I think recently on uh, the most recent episode, did I talk about my Fallout with Fallout? I don't think you did. No. You were so mad. I was you playing so Fallout mad. 76, mm-hmm. and uh, that's the one that takes place in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. And I've progressed fairly fairly well in this game. I'm up to, or I was up to like level 60-something. Yeah. Right? And I got finally, you, as you go along, you get better gear and stuff. And I finally got this awesome set of power armor, mm-hmm. which is a, like a really good set of gear to have in this game. And it's a suit that you have to, it's like a big robot suit that you step into. And it okay. increases your armor and radiation protection, yada, 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 video game nerd stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I would, had gotten out of my armor and stuck it in this thing to where I could work on it. Yeah. And while I was doing that, all of a sudden, I got thrown out of the prompt screen 
hmm. of working on it, and there was another player wearing my armor. <laughs> That's and right. I followed this motherfucker That's around right. for about 30 minutes. Uh, you can't kill other people. So you I was trying to talk to him either. You right? can't talk to him because they don't have a chat system set up in this game. Uh, God. And it's like, motherfucker, you took my shit. <laughs> That's mine. That's my shit. I got like fucking five hours involved in collecting goddamn resources and stuff. Exactly. Give me my shit. Well, I was so fucking mad. I quit. I quit the game. I quit playing. I had a Fallout with Fallout. Yep, I remember. Last week, Mm -hmm. uh, sitting around late in the evening, Mm -hmm. come in here, I turn the game on, and I say, yeah, what the fuck? And I turned on the Fallout game. My armor was back. (laughs) It's back. I don't know how. It came back. Had to have been a glitch. Be, well, no, here's the thing, because I did go on after that had happened, okay. and my armor was still gone. Uh, okay. Then I don't know. But it's back, and I'm, I'll am i take it. Yeah. Hey, thank yep. you. <laughs> Fuckhead. <laughs> um, the PlayStation Plus subscribers, this is just one thing, every every month they give out some free games mm-hmm. if you're a subscriber to their online service. Yeah. Okay? Um, every month it's a, a, a couple different games. It might be two. It might be four. It changes every month. This month, uh, the one in particular that stood out to me is the Walking Dead VR game, Saints and Sinners. Uh, it will be free on the first Tuesday of November for anybody that is subscribed to PlayStation Plus. Uh, you would obviously also have to have a PlayStation VR headset. Yes. Um, but if you have uh, those, if you meet those requirements, then you get a free game on the first Tuesday that's of November. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, that was that. That was one of the ones I was curious about. Yeah, that's right. So but you were like. You were curious about it, but you didn't want to spend the money. I didn't want to drop the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because those VR games, they're hit or miss. Mm-hmm. PlayStation VR is is it's an early, uh, it's an early VR. Yeah, VR has progressed since then. These Oculus and other type of units. Oh yeah, that they have for the PC. They're they're the software in them for the uh, for the most part is upgradable. Um, to an extent, mm-hmm. and but the PSVR, like once you buy it, it is what it is, and you know what I mean. Yep. So uh, buying games, I mean, like I said, they're hit or miss. Yep. Uh, one of the ones I did get that this was maybe two years ago, a year ago, I don't know. It was called Arizona Sunshine, and uh, it was yeah. a zombie game, and it was it was kind of cool, but it was a novelty, and it wasn't worth. 60 bucks. Oh, well, I didn't pay 60 bucks. Uh, I think okay. I paid 20 bucks for it. Uh, okay. But I don't think it was 20 bucks worth. Yeah. I, I mean, I got, I played it for a little bit, but it wasn't nothing to, you know, that kept me going. Oh, I hear you. Um, but I'll take free. Free is always nice. Free is for me. <laughs> Did you say free? <laughs> free? Um, other than that, I only have one more thing. Okay. Um, which is going to be some Spider-Man No Way Home spoilers and rumors. Okay. Um, did you have anything else that you would like to talk about before we get into that? Um, 
No, I just wanted to uh, wish everybody happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. But I'll do that whenever you're done with your... Be safe. Yeah. Um, if you don't want any spoilers or rumors, you can go ahead bail out now. Yeah. Because um, we're not going to really talk about anything else mm. after this. Yeah, like Fred said, you stay safe out there. Stay safe. Have fun. Wear your glow sticks. Eat lots of candy. Get lots of candy. Don't bite any razor blades. That's right. Don't eat anything that's opened either. That's right. Poison. Dun, dun, dun. Poison. Poison. Get that rotten meat. <laughs> Tim and Eric. <laughs> Spider-Man, No Way Home. Spoilers. Yeah. Um, kind of. Empire Magazine recently dropped their article about the upcoming Spider-Man film set to release in December this year. The uh, The pictures that they had were all primarily shots from when Doc Ock shows up in the movie. Mm-hmm. And that's mainly because Alfred Molina spoiled himself. Yes, um, he did. Back when he was shooting the thing. Um, it's In these photos, uh, if you look at his tentacles... They're like a grayish metal color mm-hmm. in all the photos, except yeah. for one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the photo of Alfred Molina's Doc Ock looking up, and his tentacles can be seen behind him. They are clearly red and gold, the exact the exact same shade as Iron Man's armor. Yes, sir. Now, my first reaction was, for fuck's sake, Please. What? Can we please get a fucking Spider-Man villain that is just a villain to Spider-Man and it doesn't have anything to do with Tony Stark? I know. I know. But after thinking about it a little bit, and if this takes place in the film when I think it does, then I think I know what might be going on here. Okay. Okay. Um, in all these photos mm-hmm. with that have Spider-Man... And or uh, Doctor Octavius, mm-hmm. they all seem to be in that that bridge scene that we've seen in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and in, like I said, all these photos, his tentacles look just like the ones from Sam Raimi, mm-hmm. right? In the one photo, it shows Doctor uh, Doc Ock. He's holding Spider Man with the tentacles up in the air, and he got one on his head. Yes. Spider-Man's all tied up. Mm-hmm. Looks like he's getting the shit kicked out of him. Yeah, right? Most likely. Spider-Man is wearing the Iron Spider suit. Yeah. That's the suit that Tony Stark made for him. For, uh, he made he, he presented it to him at the end of his first film, but he didn't actually wear it until Infinity War. That's right. All right? That's right. That suit is made up of nanotechnology that Stark created. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that somehow, because Doc, Dr. Octavius, he's a brilliant scientist. Well, yeah. Right? I think Doc Ock, uh, Doc Ock somehow absorbs the Iron Spider suit from Peter Parker and then connects it to his own technology. How, how would that work, though? Like, what would he do with the suit then? Well, it, it being nanotech, mm-hmm. it would be an upgrade for him. Uh, okay. Right? Yeah. Um, 
it's probably stronger than the material that he already that he currently has. Now, when you say absorb, it absorbs into his tentacles. Yeah, is that what and, you're talking? Yeah, about? And, okay. and instead of being a suit, the nanotech can be configured. Nanotech is itty bitty tiny little microscopic so it can machines. So it can form into any shape that you want. Mm-hmm. Hence, how Tony Stark in Endgame and Infinity War was able to manipulate his outfit into a big hammer fist or hammer kick, or he made his feet into the power booster rocket mm-hmm. to fly up into the air. That's right. All right. Um, the Iron Spider suit is made out of the same thing, and that's where the legs come from. Yeah. On his suit. That's yeah. all nanotech. Mm-hmm. Now, Doc Ock clearly whoops the shit out of him in these photos. Yeah. What's to stop him from taking that suit from him and integrating it into his own tentacles. That's true. Not to mention, from some of the rumors and spoilers that I've heard, um, uh, Norman Osborn, William Defoe's character, mm-hmm. has been here for a while and may have a heads up and may have told Doc Ock about the nanotech. And Doc Ock, is, that's why he's there, is to just get it. Oh. Now, why do you say um, Norm Norman Os Norman Osborne? Why do you say he's there already? Because that just from um, from rumors okay. that I've that I've heard okay. from the okay. different outlets out there gotcha. that he's going to be the first one that shows up. Um, the movie is been rumored to open up with a scene of him showing up in the MCU. Okay. okay, and he supposedly kills the Norman Osborn of the MCU and takes his place, but doesn't expand like he did before. He wants to kind of lay low and probably knows all about Tony Stark okay. and his technology. Did we have a Norman Osborn in nope. this? Nope. I was about to say, yeah, we not, not that we, not not that we've ever seen. Okay. So okay. Um, a couple other things uh, besides all that nanotech shit. Uh, the next, there's another photo that shows uh, Peter standing outside of like what looks like a garage, but the garage is framed inside of like a, a cave. Remember that photo? Yes. It was like it was like it was, they were in a cave, and there was like this decorative carving in the stone. Yeah, and inside this squared off cavern was a garage. Yeah, it looked like it, like a picture, uh, uh, like like you're looking like, from the outside l- in. Right. Yeah. Right. Now, um, some sharp-eyed fans noticed that there are a lot of simula- similarities between the the garage in that picture and Andrew Garfield's garage from The Amazing Spider-Man. That being uh, the ductwork, the way the staircase built, or staircases built. There's a workbench maybe, in there. Maybe they're looking through the multiverse. Uh, possible, but it's, that's that's just another confirmation mm-hmm. of. The multiple Spider-Men yes. in this movie. Yes. And then finally, uh, there's a photo of Peter. And this is actually the one that Empire Magazine dropped before they dropped their issue. Okay. They, they gave put out like two teasers. Yeah. One was the one with with, with Spider-Man running away okay. uh, from Doc Ock. Yeah. Okay. And then the other one 
was more of like a, a battle damage spe- uh, p- uh, p- Spider Man, right? Okay. And it was he had he was unmasked mm-hmm. and he was standing on something. Okay? okay, the ground that he is on. If you look at the de- the detail in the design, okay, there's like a grating, yeah. right? And the grating is rounded. And if you would to look at that correctly, up against the uh, the some of the background in Doc Ock's uh, hideout in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man Two, mm. it's the same place where Peter Parker fought Doc Ock at the end of Sam Raimi's movie. Yeah, that that um, building that, that yeah. was on the river. Mm-hmm. That there was like a big round grating in the background. You can see part of it. Of what he's standing on. So. I don't know. That's all she wrote, folks. (laughs) That's all I got. Um, I'm super excited for that movie. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man 3. Me too. No Way Home. Yep. Um, I'm excited for another trailer. Mm -hmm. I'm hearing some rumors right now of a leak. There's a a trailer leak. Oh boy. Um, I haven't seen it myself. Honestly, I think I'd rather just wait because I seen the leak of the last trailer and it was unfinished CGI and it was very hard to see. Exactly. And it kind of ruined the actual trailer for me. Yeah. So just wait. So I'm just gonna wait. Mm-hmm. You have the patience to wait. I do have the patience. <laughs> That's why I said it. That's our song, too, Patience. That's right. Guns and Roses. Guns and Roses. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you just need a little patience. patience. All right, folks. That's Like I said, that's all she wrote. That's all she wrote. Thanks for listening if you're still here. Absolutely. And again, uh, we wish you a happy Halloween. Be safe. Be safe. Leave us us a comment and a like and subscribe and all that. All the happy horse shit. You know, the checkbox that everybody says. That's right. Do that stuff. That's right. (laughs) Be sure you get the shit scared out of you. Hell yeah. Write me something so I can can not feel like such a loser. (laughs) Oh, and by the way, uh, again, I will post that picture. Of the man. Oh, jeez. I don't know if you want to see it. It's pretty grotesque. Yeah. Pretty grotesque. It'll be on our Twitter page. It'll be on our Twitter page. So, so you be sure to check it out, and, and then that will reassure you to never try. Yeah, take a look. Radiation. Uh, <laughs> radium. By the way, down in the description box below um, has the links to all our socials. Yes. That's where you can find a link to our Twitter. Yes, absolutely. So... Alrighty. I'm Fred. I'm Adrian. And we're F and A. Take care, we'll guys. See you guys.
and we are at the end of yet another episode, and you're still fucking here. <sighs> well, if you go to the search box, type in PCL, Pop Culture Leftovers, might I suggest their podcast. Uh, Blurds or Us, that's an also uh, also a good one to check out. And uh, Starcast, uh, all, all good podcasts to check out. Other than that, uh, fuck off. I'll see you on the next one. Don't get your head stuck in a rabbit hole.